we have in John 14 and John 13 the ministry of the Holy Spirit. The ministry of the Holy Spirit. And John 16, 13 says, How be it he, the Holy Spirit, or the Spirit of truth, when he is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. How be it when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Jesus came as the comforter. We are told that the word comforter, as we use in today's English, is not what it used to be way back then. Um, it's not like somebody's mourning or comforting him. Uh, you know, certain words have changed over the years, and comforter is one of them. It was an encourager. But the word is paracletus, we know. Somebody call alongside to help you. As an intercessor, a strengthener. The word comfort actually means strengthener. The word is paracletus. It means strengthener, intercessor, standby, a counselor an advocate so Jesus was all this when he was on earth then he said I will send you another comforter which the father will send him another comforter then he said that it's expedient for you that I go away it's important for you it's better for you that I go because if I don't go he won't come in other words the ministry of the Holy Spirit it's more important than Jesus ministry at the time Jesus was talking he had finished his ministry he had finished Anything Jesus would do would be superfluous. It would be redundant, unimportant. Actually, Jesus finished. The Holy Spirit was coming to begin his ministry. Well, if Jesus finished, what is the Holy Spirit coming to do then? Well, Jesus finished what he was sent to do god wanted to be man god the father is not a man he will never be a man but god the son is a man he is god by his man so god found a place in jesus to become a man 
that God had found a way of becoming a man in Jesus. There's only one mediator between God and man, the man Jesus. Jesus is God, but he was also a man. I'm very sure that there was a man in God. And that's Jesus. The God-man. So the assignment of Jesus was just to make it possible for God to be in man or to become man. That's all. There were certain things that were identified with men or humanity. As by man came death, so by man came resurrection. Bible says that sin came through man and death through sin. Bible says, as by man came death, so by man came resurrection. So Jesus came to solve the man problem in man. Or the divine problem in man. What I mean is God wanted to live in a man. We've learned this. God always wanted to dwell in man. So people try to build houses for God all through the ages. But finally when Jesus Christ God couldn't dwell in man because that was a fallen man. But when Jesus came he pulled down this fallen tabernacle. And when he rose from the dead he read or raised a new temple which is us. And the Bible says when the Holy Spirit came, that was God coming to rest. We read that. I taught you that here. That the Bible says when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. When Paul said it, he gave a twist to it to talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Then say, for he gave some apostles. But when David said it, that was not what he said. He said he received gifts for the rebellious that God might dwell among them, that God might rest. He was talking about the descent of the Holy Spirit as a gift, the divine coming to dwell in men. And that happened when Jesus rose with a new body and we were there with him because we are the body of Jesus. We died with him, we are raised with him. And then when the Holy Spirit came, when Jesus ascended, the Holy Spirit came to dwell permanently in man. Now, I'm talking about the Holy Spirit today. But you see, we need to understand some basics. If we don't, we will miss. Because why will Holy Spirit come? Jesus was there already. And that's what a lot of people don't ask. You can't tell me it's not important. Jesus experienced that I go away. Now, Jesus is not less important but Jesus' assignment was different he was wired forgive me Jesus is by his very nature and design it's for his assignment so Jesus made it possible for God 
to dwell in man. See, the reason why we can become divine or children of God is because we are born of God. And that was possible because somebody first was born of God. It was Jesus. He was the first born among many brethren. And then he bringing many sons to glory. We also got begotten. At the time, he was the only begotten. Then later, he became the first begotten. Because after he was begotten, others were begotten. Were begotten of the Spirit. Born of the Spirit. But the point here is that This is Jesus' work, which he finished. He finished the problem with a human body and transformed it into a body that can contain the divine. That's where Jesus left off. And it was finished. So I teach by the grace of God that Jesus is the one who does things for you. The Holy Spirit doesn't do things for you. What should he do for you? Jesus finished it. So what will he do for you? The Holy Spirit doesn't do things for you. Because if the Holy Spirit does things for you and continues to do things for you, you will be very stupid. You will remain a spiritual baby that will never grow. Jesus, Jesus finished everything for you. There's nothing to be done for you. Now it's time for you to do some stuff. But you can't do it by your own strength. So the Holy Spirit now comes to help you do. So the Holy Spirit doesn't do things for you. He does things with you. The Holy Spirit does things with you. So the Holy Spirit won't carry the load. He say, carry. But he knows that if you do it by your strength, you'll fail. For by strength shall no man prevail. It's not by power, it's not by might. It's by my spirit. So he knows he shouldn't do it all by himself for you because that's jesus and he also knows that if you do it yourself to you fail so he does it with you now the holy spirit starts praying when you start praying yes when you start praying that's when he starts praying if he starts praying he expects you to join him if you don't join him he stops because he won't do anything for you he must do it with you the scripture which says that the holy spirit does intercession for us is actually with the word is not for it's jointly with that's the original rendering jointly with in all the afflictions he suffered with them the angel of his presence in all his affliction was with them so what happens is that the first and the most important word when it comes to the Holy Spirit is communion sharing because he does things with you not for you so if you don't know this you will be treating the Holy Spirit like the way you treat Jesus He should be doing things for you. Do this for me. 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 
So his very name, the one called alongside to be helping. That's his name. Paracletos means somebody called alongside to be helping. So he's the present help. So he doesn't just do something for you. Now Jesus finished everything for you, yes? Because his works are living and not dead. What he did is relevant at every point in time. Yet, Jesus is in heaven. You know, people don't want to understand this. Jesus is not on earth. He's in heaven. God the Father is in heaven. He, they, are, he's, they are there. They don't live here. They live there. And though they are omnipresent, which means that God can be everywhere at the same time, his manifest presence, it's not everywhere at the same time. His manifest presence is in heaven. So Jesus can visit the earth. He doesn't come regularly. I can tell you the number of times he's been around Accra. Or he, he comes around. He lives in heaven. The Holy Spirit lives on earth. The Holy Spirit doesn't live in heaven. He is God. He fills the heavens. But he doesn't live in heaven. He lives on earth. He lives on earth just like the way Jesus came to live on earth for 33 years. That's how the Holy Spirit has been living for the past 2,000 years. He's on earth here. He's not in heaven. He's on earth here. And he is called alongside to help you. You see, let me tell you something. You work at a bank, uh, Gloria. And you have your systems in place. Those systems are put in place for a purpose. You can't ignore those systems and processes because they are there for checks and balances and they are security measures. So you can't jump them. You can say, oh, me, I won't steal. Oh, I know him, he's my pastor, he won't steal. If I'm going to cash money now, he, she will have to go through the process. They know me. I remember one time, they asked somebody for his ID. He said, I am the ID. Me, the, the man myself, I'm here. You say my ID. I'm more important than the ID. And it, it makes a lot of sense. The real man is around you are talking about his ID. The real person, they say, they say, I am more important than the ID. I am the ID. This is my face. So, I'm going to cash money and then, oh, it's my pastor. So, um, I shouldn't endorse the check. He doesn't need my ID. Oh, he's a man of God. He can't do that. He can't steal. He can't. You know, there are protocols you can't breach. There are conventions. And uh, yes, you can't breach. Let me tell you something. God is sovereign and he can do anything. And in his realm, everything is possible. And yet, he puts Jesus here and put the Holy Spirit here. If you ignore it, you'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. Some things will not be working for you and you think, ah, but I'm a Christian. Yes. You'll be shocked. Because that's what he has set in place. He knows what he's doing. He's not foolish. You cannot, you cannot, you cannot ignore the ministry of the Holy Spirit. You won't be successful. Things will be tough. And let me tell you this. The reason why a lot of people are struggling 
and a lot of churches are struggling is because of this one the number one secret to success and prosperity and peace and wholeness and your life being beautiful is the holy spirit can i tell you something i have said in this room before that you can believe in god if you don't believe in jesus you die and go to hell but i believe in god must i believe in jesus to go to heaven yes why because if we receive the witness of men the witness of god is greater and i'm quoting first john 5 9 it says when you go to court do you know some murderers were released because there's no evidence no evidence the first word for truth is proof that's the first word for truth evidence witness so in a court of law they call your case the next is a witness the receipts the things you wrote the things you said the things you did the people who saw it the people who heard you traces that's why you see forensics you see they pick some items those things are the evidence they pick some items they say his finger print is on it okay so these are the evidence so you see they carry some things now any case they don't have evidence for they throw it away the person can be a murderer they'll throw it away once they call evidence and nobody shows up, they say forget it and once we have evidence to testify for you and bible says if we receive the witness of men even men who lie if we receive the witness of men the witness of god is greater now this is first john 5 9 if we receive the witness of men the witness of god is greater now the word witness i have told you is the same word used when bible says there are three that bear record in heaven is the same word for witness is the same word for proof is the same word for evidence is the same word for testimony same same word so for our purpose let's stick to proof evidence so you can understand it says there are three that bear evidence in heaven people know about two he said there are three people know that jesus is the express image of god so the evidence of god is jesus the proof of anybody who says he believes in god doesn't believe in jesus has not believed in our god he has believed some other god because the proof of god is jesus he said there are three there i said there are three that look at the previous verse look at verse 7 and verse 8 it's the same place 7 and 8 there are three that bear record the word record is the same word witness we are using here the father the word and the holy ghost these three are one i explained to you that when the bible says these three are one it doesn't mean it's the one person changing they say three persons three persons and they are one Dex argues that three can be one, but one cannot be three. I and my wife, we are one. So three can be one, but one cannot be three. So it's not the same person changing. It's three persons, but they are one. The one there is not talking about unity. The one there is talking about unity. The one there is not talking about one as in digit. It's one as in oneness. Because the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost have the same essence you see 
the spirit that is in God and the spirit that is in Jesus is the Holy Ghost. Actually, the eternal life that was with the Father is Jesus. God's life is Jesus. In other words, God said, I won't breathe if Jesus is not breathing. I won't laugh if Jesus is not laughing. No, that's how much. So his life. I won't be happy if Jesus is not happy. His life. The life God lived is Jesus. And Jesus' breath, his spirit, is the Holy Ghost. That's why they say they are one. They are so one that you can't separate them sometimes. But then when the Bible brings the separation, see, you can't separate them. It's only God who can separate them. And when God separates them, there's a reason for separating them. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. Why? Because he wants you to have a unique experience of the three. Why? You can't have the fullness of God through one. Because it's only one that can bear witness of the other. So you can't have the full experience without the other one bearing witness. So you need the Trinity to have the divine experience. Actually, the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to give you the divine experience. The fullness of God. But he's saying here that there are three that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, the Holy Ghost. These three are one. Now, some people say, well, this thing is not in some manuscripts. It was put up by the Roman Catholic and blah, 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 blah. You see, you need to understand the way the Bible is written. There are some things that are in some manuscripts and not in some other manuscripts. But the fact that something is not in one manuscript doesn't mean it's not in all other manuscripts. And you can't find the same thing in every manuscript. Because these are books written by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost over a long period by 40 artists, right? And 66 books. And then they gathered the books. And the way they knew that these books are inspired is because every one of them jointly bore witness. At the mouth of two or three witnesses, the matter is established. So if Paul is writing, surely he will write something Peter wrote. If Peter is writing, surely what Moses said will be in his writing. What Isaiah said. So there was enough evidence. So in collecting the books, that's why certain books were non-canonical. They were not added because they are not congruent with the whole truth of scripture. No witness. Now, then verse 9 is where we were. It says that, verse 9, if we receive the witness of men, now I told the witness is the same word for the record there. They say three bear record. They say it's three that bear record in heaven. Three. People know about the two. Many of us believers, we know that Jesus, Bible says that, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, can you just quote it for me? Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. Think about it. Jesus is the brightness of God's glory and then the express image of his person. Express image of his person and then the brightness of his glory. Which means that Jesus is God essentially and ex- intrinsically and externally. Everything about God is about... That's how they are. So the evidence of God is Jesus. But 
People don't know that there are three that bear record. There are three that approves, evidence each other. People know about the two. People don't know about the third one, the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Ghost is just like Jesus. The Holy Ghost is actually the evidence. So the proof of God is Jesus. And the proof of Jesus is the Holy Spirit. In other words, the proof that Jesus is anywhere is the Holy Spirit. Once you see the Holy Spirit there, you know Jesus is there. If the Holy Ghost is not there, that's not Jesus. Any Jesus they mention, that is not the Holy Ghost, it's not Jesus. It's another Jesus. Maybe it's the Jesus of the Latter-day Saints. Or some other Jesus. Or Jesus Christ of Jowulu. Or some other Jesus Christ. Now, the Bible actually says that the proof of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Now, the Holy Spirit is called the spirit of prophecy. You know, he's called the spirit of power, the spirit of truth, the spirit of, you know, grace and supplication. It depends on what the Bible wants to say about him. Then they use that as an emphasis. But the spirit of prophecy is the Holy Spirit. They say he is the testimony of Jesus. Revelation 19.10. The testimony of Jesus, the proof, the evidence of Jesus is what? The evidence of Jesus is who? The evidence of God is who? Okay, I didn't say that. We read it. He said there are three that evidence each other. That's the word record. Are we here? Now, we say you can believe in God. If you don't believe in Jesus, you die and go to hell. Why? It's a very important question. Why? If I believe in God, it should be enough. The reason is, what we will go back to read. I started it. They say if we receive the witness of men, somebody comes to court and bears with them. I was there. Then everybody adhered to me. Everybody say, yes, it's correct. He said if we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. The record, the testimony of God, the proof of God is greater. God is also bearing witness. God said me to, I saw you too. I was there. Let me tell you. And what is the testimony? What is the witness? What is the proof? What witness does God give? They say, if we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. But the question is, what is God's witness? They said, this is the witness that God has given eternal life. And that eternal life is in his son. He who has the son has life. He who has not the son has no life. Now, I jump a step because I want to make it easy for you to understand. It says, anybody who received this one has said to seal that God is true. But anyone who doesn't receive this testimony is saying that God, you lie. It's like God has testified in court and you are saying, no, this one won't accept it. Previous verse. He that believed on the Son of God has witnessed in himself. He that believed not God has made him a liar because he believed not the record that God gave up by his Son. He says that anybody who doesn't believe Jesus says means he's saying that God is a liar. Because God himself who is giving witness, who is swearing that I have put eternal life in my son. So if you don't receive the son, you don't believe in the son, you are saying God has lied. And then he said, he who has the son has life. He who has not the son has no life. Why? Well, but I believe in God. Well, do you have the son? If you have the son, you have life. If you don't have the son, you don't have life. Simple. So you can believe in God. If you don't believe in Jesus, you die and go to hell. Because the proof of God is Jesus. The evidence of God is Jesus. That's what the Bible says. Anybody who believes in any God, 
and doesn't believe in our Jesus has not believed in our God. He believes in something else. Because the evidence of God is Jesus. Now, once you can believe in God, if you don't believe in Jesus, you don't go to hell. If you believe in Jesus, and you don't believe in the Holy Ghost, you won't go to hell. Because salvation, he put it in Jesus. He didn't say whether you shall receive Holy Ghost and receive salvation. He put salvation in Jesus. So if you believe in Jesus, you don't believe in the Holy Spirit, you are saved. But you will live like a slave. You will be whipped. Because the principle of the Spirit is the fullness of the life of Jesus. So you'll be born again, but you'll be a slave. Because the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to give you the divine experience. It's for you to experience the fullness of God. Jesus has made you a God, but the Holy Spirit will make you experience it. The Bible says that the heir, as long as a child, different nothing from a slave at all, though it be Lord of all. So you can be born again by Jesus, because you, you believe in Jesus. But you are a slave. Until you have the fullness of the Spirit. Until you grow in the Spirit. Until you are filled with the Spirit. You live like a slave. So, the purpose of Jesus was to make sure God lives in me. In a seed form. The purpose of the Holy Spirit is to make the divine experience real. He will lead you into all truth. Now, who is truth? Jesus. It's the Holy Ghost that's going to take you into the fullness of Jesus. Because when you got born again, Jesus came into you as a seed form. The whole Jesus didn't come and sit inside you. It's like when a man and a woman meet. You don't carry a whole baby or a whole grown man and put into the woman through sexual intercourse. Have you seen that before? What happens is just the human seed, it comes like a seed, like a sperm. Little. Then it will grow. When you receive Christ, it came as the word of God. The word of God is the seed of God. So it came small. But then it begins to grow until Christ is forming you. It's the Holy Spirit that gives you that experience. Where Christ is finally forming you and you are formed in Christ. The purpose of the Holy Spirit is to give you the divine experience. Now listen. You in this church, you know very well that there are not just two realms. The realm of the spirit and the physical realm. You know there's more realm than that. You also know that heaven is not the ultimate. If it were... We won't spend seven years in heaven and come and spend 1,000 years on earth. Doesn't make sense. At the rapture, anybody who is caught up in the rapture will spend only seven years in heaven and will come and reign here for 1,000 years. So it's not heaven. It's not just heaven. I'm not saying don't go to heaven. You'll go to heaven. You're actually already in heaven if you're born again. Bible says in the book of Hebrews that you're actually in heaven. Hebrews 12 from verse 18 says you are in heaven. You come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God. See, heaven, anybody who's born again will go. Babies will go. Babies in the Lord. The thief who God saved on the cross, maybe he was a one-hour Christian. He made it to heaven. It's for everybody. Babies, slaves, anybody who's born again. But you see, Karatustra, see that before God created heaven, where was he? Before God created eternities, where was he? He was living in himself. Which means that God is a realm in himself. He's a realm. He's bigger than this, our world, and bigger than the heavens. 
So if heaven came out of God, it means there are other realms in God. Are you here? Angels are not heirs of God. They are not born again. And they are in heaven there. But it's something higher than that. In other words, what I'm trying to say is that the Holy Spirit takes you not just into the spirit realm. He takes you into the divine realm to assess the realms of divinity. The heights and the lengths and the breadths and the depths in God. To put it another way, how it feels like to be God. How it feels like to be God. Yeah? How it feels like to be God. In Jesus, God found how it feels like to be man. How it feels like to be man. But in the Holy Ghost, <laughs> we find how it's like to be like God. How it feels like to be God. How it feels like to be God. Everything I said so far is not what I want to tell you. But, you see, that's the problem. Kind of always trying to lay foundations. Because I want everybody to get it and know where we are coming from. What I really want to tell you tonight and I'll say that maybe in 12 minutes. Now look. When he comes, he will guide you into all truth. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. He, he will guide you into all truth. Do you understand? Do you know what all truth is? Jesus, you will go on an exploration, a divine exploration. You will get into the head of God, the mind of God, get into the heart of God, and get into the bowels of the Lord. You see, you can live like a mere man, or you can choose. To live like Jesus. But the route, of course, is the Holy Spirit. When He comes, now Jesus didn't lead them into all truth, He just sowed the seed of truth into them. That was His ministry. He made the impossible possible. So that we can be divine. But I was just a tip of the iceberg. I have many things to tell you. But you can bear them now. But when I'm finished. Redesigning your spirit man. Then the Holy Spirit now. Gives you the divine experience. After I'm gone and release the seed of God into your heart. Then the Holy Spirit will do the rest. He will do the job. He will lead you into all truth. Now listen, you don't take your eyes off the Holy Ghost, not for one minute. I can tell you by the grace of God, the only reason why you are lagging behind, slow, stagnant, frustrated, 
and everything is against you it's because you don't know the route but he knows and nobody told you that the secret of success and prosperity number one is the Holy Ghost it's not reading the Bible though it's important it's not even faith though faith is important you see let me tell you something it's not even grace though grace is important can I tell you something see when you find fellowship with the Holy Spirit you don't talk about grace or faith or anointing that's the man himself that's the man himself no that's grace himself joy himself wisdom himself you won't even beg see you don't have to beg for it you leave it in your koinonia in your fellowship with the holy spirit that's what happens you engage the wisdom of god you don't beg for it we are expert at begging 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 we have no transition from jesus into the spirit we have no transition what i mean jesus is, i mean jesus is earthly ministry we have not transitioned from there we're still begging begging do this for us uh, do this for us and as i'm talking some people are busily praying somewhere that mary should pray for them and mother teresa who is now canonized to become a saint she also pray for you pray for you like seriously of the Holy Ghost the communion the sharing now he gave you the divine life and he wants you to use it not beg for it we don't get it you see where faith comes in where grace comes in everything is there in the fellowship that's the life of God why are you talking about faith when you have the life of God faith for what life in action divine life in action faith for what What I'm saying is that all the things we say, the ultimate is the Lord Himself. The Holy Spirit is that the ultimate you want in faith, in grace, in holiness, in anointing, you name it, is the man himself. I say is the man himself. Yesterday I was on the prayer line. You know, we've told you guys here that every Tuesday night. We have church service on telephone for one hour from 12 to 1 o'clock a.m. every Tuesday. Sometimes we are like about 60 of us praying across the world. People from Germany, people from India, people from U.S., East Coast, West Coast, Africa, everywhere. All you need is just the number and you call in and you have church service. I was telling them that Oh, you see, oh, I know a powerful man of God. He's so anointed. Oh, I said, no. That is just a small thing flowing from the man himself into that man. The real anointing is the Holy Ghost himself. So, I want that. I want a country. They said, okay, you bring Anka and bring, uh, put a little salt on it 
and uh, bring this thing and then ask some money. I said, oh, or uh, you go and do this and go and do that and uh, go and do this. Aquachere. Aquachere. The Papa himself, the man himself is the Holy Ghost. See, see, see. You don't even have to ask for leading when you engage the leader when you engage the helper you don't have to ask for help that's who he is he's help and you see though sometimes in your love for him you may use words and in your dependence on him you may use words like help me holy spirit and i say sometimes and it's so beneficial you need to understand that it's not like he's going to try to get help for you he's that's his job that's what he's there doing what he rather would is that you fellowship with him and that's automatic help see once prayer worship and all those spiritual catalysts help engage the holy spirit we need to understand that prayer in itself is not fellowship with the holy spirit because there are people who pray and ignore the Holy Ghost. Because then they found a secret to power. They found a secret to power. And this people don't know about God, about the Holy Spirit. You see, if the Holy Spirit even asks you, to be doing your meetings on Tuesday. Though that word comes from him. And if you obey it, you'll be successful. If you turn that instruction, the Tuesday into a God, he will still withdraw. Don't think that you found, okay, I know what to do. No. He will tell you what to do, but he's waiting to tell you how. And he's waiting to tell you that he is there's no magic about Tuesday it is I the Holy Ghost you know how and let me explain this you know how somebody started about to start a project or business and he goes on waiting and pray 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 pray, pray etc and then write his proposals and then write his business plans and then uh, get some uh, memorandum of understanding and get some partners and whatever he has to do and he start hitting the business he start going going two years into the business and the holy spirit comes and say stop i'm not in it stop and then they're like what where were you when we we're fasting and praying an inquiring of God. You didn't talk. Now you are talking. The Holy Spirit wants to know if you will lift your preparation 
your sacrifice above him. Or whether even if it's seven years that you used to prepare, you are putting that ego and pride under the Holy Ghost that I don't know anything. If you say this is wrong, it is wrong. Even if you thought you heard him at the beginning. That's how people get stagnant in life. Because they think that they are the Lord of their lives. They don't understand that the Lord is that spirit. See that? Only the Holy Spirit is Lord. You cannot be Lord over... Listen, listen. He is in charge. And you know what? Don't just listen to him. Listen for him. Listen for his voice. Don't just listen to his voice. Listen for his voice. What's the difference? Listening to. Do you know a waiter? Many times what they do is just to serve you and go away. If you go to a proper restaurant or hotel, four class uh-huh, upward, they wait upon. They don't just serve the food and go away. They are standing to see next. What next? And once in a while, they steal glances. They will also stand there and be looking into the food. Be looking into the food. Looking into your mouth. And then interfering with your, uh, your conversation with somebody. They will stand aside. And then once in a while, they look. Then sometimes they can come and top up the drink for you. I don't want to say wine because some of you confuse the wines. You don't know that some of the wines are non-alcoholic. And then it can lead to temptation. So even prophet was saying that they can top up the wine for you. Ah, well, and that's why I didn't use wine, thankfully. And then they are waiting for a signal. Maybe in a restaurant, you are just wishing some waiter will pass. Let alone just look at your direction. You are raising your hand. He's not watching. Meanwhile, you know it's a decent place. You don't know supposed to what bread? Mitchell said, What bread? You stretch your neck and you say, You're tired. So now I have to shout, Waiter, Mbacho. Can you come? Now, you don't just listen to the Holy Spirit, you listen for Him. In other words, you're not just listening to Him speak, you're listening in case He's talking. Just in case. That's what they did to Peter. Peter was so anointed that. They don't bring sick people when Peter is coming to town. They put the sick people by the road that in case Peter pass it, you will walk in that anointing. You are listening for his voice. And there is no fear in love. You are supposed your business to him. Maybe for us, the ministry is easy because we know the ministry is 100% for God. But you, you think that the business is yours. And it's not yours. Every house is built by some man, but he that built all things is God. It's his. Can I finish? See, the Holy Spirit is not a small boy. He's God. He needs space. See, if you treat him like the way you treat your boyfriend, if I frown, if you see my face, if I frown at one, then, then it get in level. See that? You can't marginalize the Holy Spirit. He's a free spirit. Hey! You can block him with your small thinking. You God will read the word so that he can break through into your mind. 
Because if you don't have the scripture, you don't know the word of God, you'll be thinking, you'll be so primitive, spiritually primitive. That when the Holy Spirit is even showing you something, you're not even seeing it. He needs space. He needs love. Generosity. He needs, he needs to be honored. He is God. Hey! And you need to allow him space. Everywhere he wants to come, let him come. Because the Lord is that spirit. And you know what? Your life will be beautiful. I'm serious. Damn serious. Your life will be beautiful. I can tell you something. See, can I show you the secret of being beautiful? Talk to me. Holy Ghost. Look, I know we all know that once you have money, Charlie Beauty is in the shop. But my Bible tells me that look at the lilies of the valley. They spin not, neither do they toil. But Solomon, the richest man in all his glory and splendor, is not arrayed, clothed, dressed like any of these. <laughs> you don't get it. Look, go and check who Solomon is. Master, the guy had taste. Solomon, when he was building a temple, wood from the country that produced the best wood, gold, he goes to the country that produces the best of gold. You ever heard me talk about the needlework embroidery from Egypt? Like the way today when you want to get something finesse. Something, I mean, when you talk about finesse, you are talking about Italy or Turkey. You get what I mean? For example, if you're talking about serious perfumes, okay, or confectionery, Chocolates, you, which countries will you mention? Swiss, 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 Switzerland, right? Perfume, what country will you mention? France. And then before you mention Italy and the rest. Now, serious leather shoes, you mention leather bag. You mention where? Italy, of course. So when the Bible says Solomon was not arrayed like these lilies, don't think Solomon was some, some... Look, when the queen of Sheba enters Solomon's house, just the dress of his maid servants, the queen of Sheba was speechless. But you know what the Bible says? Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these lilies. Actually, we are the lilies. The man was too rich, too busy to dress well. Sometimes you can hustle in life. Ah, not that money is not coming. No. Money is coming, but the money is going. That you don't, you don't even have time to go and buy a new pant. The pant can become so old when you look at it. The pant has become ancient. Not that the money is not there. Mitra said, there are things on your mind. There are holes in the pant. But let's keep going. The, the singlet, the singlet, the singlet. There are big holes in some. Charlie, let's go. Let's keep going. I said, you are struggling. You cannot be arrayed beautifully. But let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit. Sweetheart. All you need is to engage him. He will choose your dress. 
he himself. Now, wherever it is, he will choose your watches. He will choose your glasses. He will choose your house. He will choose your tires. Everyone says, where do you get these tires from? No, he will choose your chair. People come and say, where do you get this from? He will choose your curtains. He will choose your husband. He will choose your wife. You know, you know there are some wives that are eternally beautiful. Master, they are just beaming like that. They are just, you can see that this one is a bonus. God, the Holy Ghost just dash you. And they are very relevant. Then you receive an appointment. Then your younger sister received this appointment. Then with a struggle, this guy has done his PhD. Your younger sister has done his, his PhD. Then this one has happened. Then he said, this one is a director of this. They said, this one is a, a, a governor here. This one is this one here. And you are like, what is happening? Which I say, blessing has become the confusion of the family. You didn't get me. You didn't get me. When you choose the Holy Ghost. My last statement. You know how some people need Holy Ghost only for anointing on Sunday because they need anointing to preach so they need the Holy Ghost. Have mercy, Lord. They don't need him on Monday. They don't need him on Tuesday. They, don't, they needed him for anointing on stage. I know how some believers just remember the Holy Ghost on Sunday or in church. What? He is the reason. He is he's my reason. The closest person to me is the Holy Spirit. I don't mean theoretically, I mean experientially. I cannot find a friend, a brother, a wife, a sister, a father close enough. Now, we went to preach last week somewhere in East Legon. And my spiritual father is in town. He's and so we drove through his house. He was not in the house. He doesn't live in a house. It's an old house. He doesn't live here. He lives in the U.S. He's got some house help that is in the house. So he's not, it's not, he doesn't live here. It's not any family member is living in the house. Nobody lives in that house. Just somebody to watch, clean the place a little bit. And it was even in the night. And it was not even very bright. The lights were not even bright. When we entered the house, the first thing Mr. Local said was, this is like a minister's house. He's talking about a minister of state. I just smiled. Because I know he, he has seen something. There's a glory on the house. When you enter there, you think it's a, like a minister. Of government, you know how their houses look. 
but he just he just felt it and the following day we went back and i met my spiritual father my dear all right i said holy spirit you're just too real there is glory on the man he was casually dressed oh he was in his smart casual you know you get to a place you cannot be you cannot dress in a hell smart casual had dressed down was home but very official when you see him the glory he wouldn't have to tell you how many hours he prays he's showing you don't have to tell you how holy he has lived he's showing he doesn't have to tell you his life with the holy ghost it is showing that was what dr george was saying that there's a clothing from within that we need on the outside there's a clothing Open your mouth and open your spirit. Open your spirit and open your mouth.
God's presence. Open your spirit and open your mouth. Open your mouth. Pray in the spirit. Pray in the Holy Ghost. You see, when you pray in tongues, the Holy Ghost prayer as you pray. I'm teaching you how God can reserve the best for you. It's because he has actually already reserved the best for you. And the Holy Spirit is here to take you in. The Holy Spirit is here to take you in. Into that burst that God has for you. Into the best he has for you. Into the best for you. The best for you, the best for you. Mori andarabasa, chola la 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 barosanda. The best for you, the best for you. Kambara bara sondera dale, chala la 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 basa. Oh, 
He's awesome. He's awesome.
if you choose a life in the spirit you will not be disputed the kind of ministry we have that's why we don't faint we don't become disputed nor faint-hearted ah, we chose the spirit that's why we can't give up that's why when we go through the fires they don't burn us we cannot be wearied because the almighty doesn't get weary thank you jesus thank you lord thank you lord Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just keep playing. I'm going on. Ask some few people by the Spirit to pray. I'm going to ask some few people to pray by the Spirit. As you as you feel the Spirit speaking through you, you pray. You pray a prayer which all of us will be edified I'm going to allow like three people two or three people to do that thank you Jesus feel the inspiration you can pray just pray a prayer for all of us pray pray that we can all be edified pray louder we hear you and how great it's our God see with me It's our God. All we see how great, how great. It's our God. And how great. It's our God. You see with me how great. It's our God. Oh, 
Champion of heaven, captain of Israel's host, we mukunsnaro hulao after pass of Ladidia Sunday, Shikrado Cross, Tumble Glecle Macrados, Fori and Smarokus, Prony Gridis, Elaha Shakuago, 
Kimaga Kratan at Glahisustos in Vikuvos Produce. Lord, we love you. Lord, we love you. Lord, we love you, love you, Lord. And you welcome in this place. Welcome in this place. You are God. You the name above all things. Worthy of my praise. And our heart will sing how great is our God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Sing a new song to the Lord. Things 
of the Lord be in your home. The best of children, the greatest future and destiny, and God's grace. I bless you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' holy name. Father, we welcome all of your people into your presence again. And Holy Spirit, we thank you so much that we're spending our days in prosperity and our years in pleasures. We receive the oracle of your mind. Thank you, Father, for your grace. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' name. Amen. I bless. You can come on. Lift up your hand. Lord Jesus, we want to say thank you for what you've done for us and for sending the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, we honor you. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for choosing to be on earth here with us until the work is done. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Now, you are spending your days in prosperity and your years in pleasures. You're going forth. Everything you need, the Holy Spirit will provide. From your emotional needs to spiritual, to psychological needs, physical needs, financial needs, matrimonial needs. God open the doors for you and move you forward. Educational needs. Lord help you. Spiritual needs, anointings, God give all to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's share the grace. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit, abide with us now and forevermore. Amen.
Thank you for coming and God bless you.